Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role My mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Today, I'm joined by mindset and business coach and speaker, Leslie Calvo. Leslie specializes in NLP, hypnotherapy, and Reiki to help women entrepreneurs go from self-doubt to success in all areas of their life. She was even featured by Boss Babe as their success story. I invited Leslie on this show to talk about something quite different. She had a wonderful, wonderful group meditation going on during COVID. And I wanted to talk about meditation, mindfulness, mindset, and the impact it has on business. However, we've parked that episode for another day because something quite weird happened. When I sent Leslie the questionnaire through and she answered all of the questions about her past experience, I was blown away because there were so many successes that she'd had that I knew nothing about. And this is someone I've been friends with for six months online. Strangely, I'd had the same conversation with my coach that very week. She said, you need to give people permission to hire you. So you need to showcase all the experience and skills you have. So thank you, Leslie, for agreeing to switch this episode to something that just seemed to pop up and work for us. Welcome. Hi, lovely to be here. Thank you so much, Emma. Yeah, it was amazing how that just, it just turned automatically. And the great thing is that you help people go from this Mm self-doubt. And then we discussed this and both realized that we weren't showcasing our skills. We weren't necessarily talking very loudly about all the things that we had experienced and achieved prior to online because we didn't necessarily see the connection However, I think as an outsider, you look at things and go, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's true, actually. And I think it was only after I'd spoken to you that it really made me realize how relevant all the stuff that I'd done before actually is for people and how important it is that they, they see the whole of me, like everything that I've experienced up until this point, not just the little snippet that's going on now, because I think as a person, everything you've experienced in your life and all the successes that you've had, they do mount up to what you can give people, what you can offer people. It's really interesting because I didn't talk a lot about my air traffic control background for the longest Mm. time because I didn't really see how that was relevant in coaching or building a business. And whenever I tell people what I did, the response is like, wow, that must have been stressful or you must be really clever or, oh, you must be a really logical thinker or something along those lines. I didn't connect those dots to see how it would give me credibility, but to other people, it really does. And the same with you. So you started and built a seven-figure jewellery business by the age of 29. Yes, I did. (laughs) It's interesting, actually, because I think because I created it, I built it, it was something that happened for me. And having that kind of success at the same time, I was also consulting for some of the biggest high fashion brands. I was working for Cartier, I was working for Dior, I was working for really huge names. And I think for me, one of the things that always comes into my mind is the fact that, that people could assume who I am from that rather than 
actually digging further and finding out who I, who I really am. Because at the time, even though I'd achieved those things, I was suffering from really serious self-doubt. I had a lot of anxiety. I had depression. There was so much going on at the time. And I had to really learn how to go through that, how to love myself, how to give myself a better kind of mental diet, a better emotional diet, a better um, spiritual diet as well. And I needed to really learn how to feed myself with a better, better way of being. I, I kind of realized if I don't feed myself with rotten food, why should I feed myself with rotten thoughts? But at the time, I was experiencing so much imposter syndrome. Um, there was so much going on. So I had to go through this big transformation myself. And then even though, yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was relevant to people to talk about what I'd done before. It felt more relevant to talk about what I'm doing now. But actually, as you said, it gives people permission to see and to be able to work with me and to see what I can offer. And I, I kind of hadn't linked the two things together, weirdly. Um, and after speaking to you, it made me realize how important it is that I mention all those things because obviously, you know, there is a lot of experience in having run a seven-figure figure business. You know, even though it is a completely different, it's a jewelry business. It wasn't about coaching. But as I'm a business coach, of course, it's, it brings so much to the table. And I think I hadn't wanted to yeah, come across, which I think we talked about a little bit before, Emma, about coming across as big-headed. But we also talked about in the online space how it's a very different place and you talk in a very different way than you would when you're meeting someone for a coffee or in the street. Absolutely. And I think it's this difference between, we hear the word imposter syndrome banded around a lot online and it's a really, really valid point. A lot of people do feel like, how, who am I to do this? Why should someone listen to me? But I think there's a slight difference here because I think it's more the humbleness that comes from being an introvert sometimes where it doesn't come naturally to go and shout about your skills and tell people how wonderful you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think being an introvert, you also don't see yourself in that way. And that was one of the things that I needed to change because I, I had such a perception of myself as being, you know, small you know, because I was an introvert and because I, I, I wasn't one of the kind of big, loud, shiny people, you know, and, and so I saw myself or I, and I told myself that I was kind of, you know, shy, that I couldn't do these things, that I couldn't be that person, that I couldn't talk about my achievements in that way because I, it felt like I would have been, yeah, showing off in some way when actually one of the, the important things I've started to realize, which has really made a massive difference, is to actually start seeing myself as being more confident, as being more, yeah, being, I suppose, stepping into the fact that I've had all that success and being able to talk about it in a way that isn't, that feels authentic and feels real rather than feeling showing off. And I think because there's a lot of people online who are very much showing off or very much shouting about, you know, how successful and how amazing they are. And, and I know that that's only part of the story. It's not the whole story. You know, they're, shy, they're showing a part of what is their life. And for me, it's so important that you show the whole of your life. And I think I didn't want to be included in that world of just showing the good bits without showing all the other parts that come into it. Um, though now I'm realizing through talking to you and also through kind of the last few weeks of actually exploring into this is why, why am I not doing this? It's actually realizing that because I am authentic, I will never come across as that. And I would never come across in that way because it's not who I am. And because I'm an introvert, I will never be one of those people who only shy, shy, shows that side of my life, the shiny parts. I'll also show 
everything else that goes on in my life because I think you need to know as a as an entrepreneur that it's not just all about the good days you know that there are hard days that it's tough and that that is also important to accept that about yourself as well that you're not always going to have a day where you're going to be feeling brilliant and amazing and that's okay and that's really okay but it's also okay when you are feeling brilliant and amazing to talk about it to say yes I am today I am and yes I have done this and this this is working because people need to also know that they are allowed to do that it gives other people permission to be themselves and to shine when you shine fully I love that. And I think it's so important as introverts, like for me, when I'm hiring a team member or a coach and I'm looking at people online, I want to see that authenticity. I don't want to look at a really highly curated highlight reel of amazing things and feel like I haven't got the depth in that person. So no matter how successful they've been or you know what kind of client results they're getting, I want to feel like I make that connection. So like you saying, you know, sharing when, hey, today hasn't been so good, but you know, this week's been amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's also something that we're scared of. We're scared of showing the sides of us that are maybe on, are more vulnerable, you know, and especially as introverts, I think, because we're used to when that happens, we kind of go into our shell and we don't really talk about things. So on the online space, but I think that is something so important to show your imperfections because it allows other people to be imperfect as well. As long as we're having this perfect world where everyone is aspiring to be this idea of perfection, then it's so much pressure. You're giving people so much pressure. And I think it's so important to actually allow people to know it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to be real. It's okay. You know, it's, it's not just about, you know, showing the fact that, you know, you're having 20K months and everything's amazing and shiny, shiny, which I think puts off a lot of introverts from being able to even step forward and talk because they think that that's the way they have to do it. When actually the best way to do it is to do it in the way that suits you, the way that makes sense to you. And that might not be all shiny and, and talking about all your amazing, amazing days. You know, it could be about talking about all parts of your life and also accepting all parts of yourself. Because often we, we hide behind, we, we don't want some parts or we're not happy with some parts of ourselves. And by actually accepting that and also, I suppose, forgiving ourselves for not being, you know, what we would imagine we want to be to actually allow ourselves to be who we are. Then once you've accepted that in yourself, then it's easier to actually show that to other people because then you don't care so much about what they think. It's like, yeah, this is me. This is part of me. And actually it's showing me things, it's teaching me things. There is all parts of us are always teaching us things and we're always learning. Once we start to go into it and actually accept that, then it's so much easier to start showing up and standing up. And then from that place, it's easier to then start talking about the things that you have done well and your successes, which is what I'm really stepping into now. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really exciting actually. And I think there's something to be said for actually part of your story is also the vulnerability in the successes. So you're not just going, I built a seven-figure business. I work for Cartier. I work for Vivian Westwood. I'm amazing. What you're saying is, I did all of these amazing things. However, my Mm. soul wasn't nourished at the time and it led me on a journey of transformation. And I did all of this in spite of that. And now I've learned all of these things about myself. And now I'm in this situation where I can help you as a client 
to achieve things because I've been there and I know how you feel. I think that's an important distinction. You're not just saying, oh, this is amazing. I did this, you know, I'm the bomb. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is I, this was a difficult time because I had all this success, but there were still areas of vulnerability behind it. And I think that's something that's really important for us to step into. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, and I think it, at the time as well, there was that feeling of, you know, everyone else could handle life. Everyone else is doing it well. Why can't I? And that pressure, I think, that we have because people don't talk about this. And that's why for me, it's so important to say, you know, yeah, I, I achieved all those things and I did it whilst I was experiencing extreme self doubt, um, massive imposter syndrome, depression. I was really suicidal at the time as well. And and I could still achieve all those things. So you don't need to feel like just because maybe you have self-doubts or you, have, you can tend to self-sabotage or you have anxiety, that that can hold you back because you can work through that. There are ways, and I, that's what I learned, and that's why I do the job I do now is because that, that it became a point where what I was doing was really superficial. You know, I was making pretty things for rich people and it wasn't enough. I wanted, when I started going on my transformation, I realized what I was learning was teachable, that everything that I was going through to change my life could also help others. And that was the thing that lit me up more than anything because I could see, because I've experienced it, I know how it feels to be crippled with self-doubt. I know it. And I also know what you need to do to work through that so that you can still be successful, so that you can still go past your comfort zone and your limit line And you can actually achieve whatever you want in your life. You really can. Though I think because it's not something we talk about, often we talk about only the part that we see as strong. We don't often talk about the part that we see as being weak. So those weaknesses can actually be the thing that really push you forward and actually can be your strengths once you know how to actually work through them. So for me, it's so important to know that on everybody's journey, there's going to be so many ups and downs and so many things that they have to learn about themselves and that it can, you can grow and you can achieve and you can be successful even when you're feeling you know, that you, you have those doubts or you have those concerns and you have those feelings about yourself that, that you can do both, that it's possible to do both. And I think that's one of the strengths I have now with my clients because I have this amazing empathy and also the awareness that you can achieve the most incredible things, even if you're an introvert, even if you have self-doubts, you can still, you know, like I did, you can create, you know, seven-figure business. My business now is really, it's going from strength to strength. And it's, you know, at the same time, I do have still days where I have self-doubts and I need to do the work myself. I think, you know, it's, it, self-mastery is a lifelong work. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I do the work on myself still but it gets easier and easier the more that you do. And I think it's so important to know that no matter what, how you're feeling, that you can achieve and you can exceed, succeed in whatever you want to do. I love that. I always say to people with the mindset work, it's a journey, not a destination. You're not going to yeah. arrive there one day and go, I've nailed this. That's it. That's success. I can just sit <laughs> yeah. back and enjoy it because yeah. the next thing's going to pop its head up around the corner. And it's, you know, actually when you have, a, do you find that if you have a break in your mindset journey, it's so much harder to get back in and get the traction. Whereas when you're c- continuously doing it, it just seems flow and ease. Absolutely. And I think there's, it, it's really interesting that there's uh, habits are stronger than willpower. And once you create the habit of the mindset work and 
and you do the, the daily work, then it becomes more normal. And even on the bad days, then you've got it there already. You know, you've got it there as like um, a safety net in a way. And I posted last week because I had a really bad day. It was coming up to my period. You know, I was just having one of those days. And the thing was, I knew all the tools to get me out of it quickly, which is if I hadn't been doing the mindset work or I wasn't doing it regularly, then I, it might, I might have struggled for longer. Though now I have these tools and techniques that I can use straight away that help me, you know, kind of change that, go out there. And there's also a level of also, like I talked about before, acceptance and allowing yourself to maybe not be full throttle 150% all the time, that there are days where you need to just allow yourself to be, allow yourself to go into those feelings, you know, then do the mindset work and allow yourself to come out of it as well. Give yourself permission to also leave so you don't sort of stay in that, in that place, you know, which kind of it can be, you know, often as humans, we stay in what is familiar but uncomfortable rather than go into what is actually more comfortable, but it's unfamiliar. And it's exactly that thing with the mindset work. You work on changing, staying in what is maybe unfamiliar until it becomes comfortable. And then that stretches your limit line. And then you do the same. And then you do the same. And all the time you're kind of stretching your comfort zone and achieving more than you could possibly imagine on a very, you can do it in a way that is gradual and gentle as well. It's not like kind of fling yourself out there. It's, you know, you can do it in a way that actually works in your own pace, works in your own way to actually stretch your limit line, stretch your comfort zone. And then very quickly, you suddenly look down and you think, oh my God, I've come so far. I didn't even realize so many of my clients, we have this and it's like, I can't believe how much has happened within a month's time. I can't believe how different I feel within such a short period of time because you make these small micro changes that can have massive impact. I think that's really important as well because it's not linear. Yeah. It's not going to be a little increment of improvement every single day. You, you want to be aiming for the graph to be going a generally upward trend, but there are going to be days when, when you have those small dips. And mm. a client of mine um, that just finished with me a few months ago, she would get very frustrated when there were certain weeks that she didn't feel she'd achieved as much, she didn't feel as motivated. And then overall, at the end of the coaching, she was so pleased with, with what she'd achieved. And we looked back and the goal that she wanted to achieve after four months, she'd actually hit after two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there was those, those days or weeks that felt a little bit tough or she didn't achieve as much. But there were also days where, you know, she did more in 48 hours than the previous week because yeah. she was in the right space for it, emotionally, mentally, mindset. So I think it's really important that it's an onward, upward trend, but it's not going to be a nice, smooth slope. Yes. And I think as women as well, often we expect ourselves to perform in the same way as men do, that we want everything to be the same all the time. But we have so many different ebbs and flows during our month. We have times where we are literally bionic and we have times that we can do so much and be so much. And then we have other times where we do need to have a pause. We do need to have a rest. We have a very different way of working. And I think up until recently, it hasn't been as celebrated as the kind of traditional, you've just got to you know, go and perform every single day, perform, perform, perform. But we need to understand that about ourselves, that it is that upward trend, it is that upward movement. And some days we're going to be amazing and get so much done. And other days we need to just give ourselves some grace. And for anyone listening that's not familiar with this concept, this is something that Leslie and I are quite into, is honouring either your menstrual cycle or the moon energy, because we're very cyclical beings. And if you look on a 28-day cycle, you have these ebbs and flows where 
we are definitely more suited to doing certain types of work at certain times of the month. And I think uh, Do Less by Kate Northrup is the book that I would recommend for anyone look into that just so that you can start planning ahead and scheduling. So you're not going against your energy and you're not trying to do something that feels really difficult where actually maybe if you did it next week, it would be a lot easier. Yeah, I've actually done, I put together a little guide actually of that, um, of exactly when, when you're really good at being on camera, you know, what part of the month are you really good at being able to, um, you know, be creative and come up with ideas? What part of the month are you be able to strategize you know, we have certain times of the months that we are, because of the chemicals that are in our body, we are really, really good at certain things at certain times. So if anybody would like the guide, then they're welcome to DM me. I can send you over the guide because it's a really concise, I've, I did a lot of research on it and I made it into a really concise guide. So you can li- literally look and say, okay, what time of the month do I need to be, you know, if I, if I want to do like um, a webinar or podcast or, you know, anything, what, what kind of the month is that good? So it's, it breaks it down. So yeah, I'm happy to give that away to anybody. Fabulous. Thank you. And Leslie's details will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to hop along and connect with her and download that. So before we wrap up, Leslie, I'd love to ask you with this humility, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, obviously there are so many different methods that we can use to counteract this and there's no one size fits all. But generally, for anyone listening now that's really connected with this, that's really gone, I know I can help people. I know I can build a great business, but I've just got this niggling doubt about X, Y, or Z. What's something that you would recommend that they could start to do, just a really small practice daily that could really take them to where they need to be? Yeah, there's one really, really simple thing that you can do. And that is just to start to disassociate from that voice, because that voice is not you. Um, that voice, those, those doubts and those niggles, often we pick them up when we're children. We pick them up when we've had an experience or something has happened and we, we kind of create it, we internalize it and we make it into a negative voice. So that, that voice that you hear kind of saying, oh, maybe I can't or, you know, what if this happens? Um, and I often say with imposter syndrome, it's like having a really mean best friend in your head <laughs> who kind of means well, but is saying like really negative things to you that actually are keeping you small and keeping you limited. So one of the things I say is the first thing is to disassociate yourself from that voice. And the way you can do that is to just give it a name, like literally give it a name so that you have, you know, mine is um, called Beverly. And, and I don't know why that that name come up. It's just a name. So it doesn't matter what the name is. And then actually so that you know that it's not actually you. And every time that you hear that voice, just write down these kind of lies that you tell yourself. Write down, you know, if you say that, you know, yeah, I'm not good enough or what if, what if um, you know, I can't manage to do it. Write them down in a pencil and then leave a line underneath. And then I want you to, after you've written down it in pencil, go underneath and write in pen the opposite of that. So if you say, I, I'm not good enough, write down, I am good enough exactly as I am. And even if at the beginning you don't really believe those more powerful ones, it's still important because remember what we said about staying what's in uncomfortable long enough until it becomes comfortable. So you're just staying into, so start to say those things to yourself that are more powerful, that are actually more encouraging. And then after three days, I want you to just read those through to yourself, the pencil one, the lies, and then also the powerful one. So read those through every day. And then after three days, rub out the pencil one and just read the powerful ones to yourself. Just read the ones that are going to help you to start to just speak kinder to yourself, speaking in a kinder and more um, compassionate way. 
yeah, and just really be aware of those thoughts when they come up and know that, you know, say, okay, thank you. I say, thank you, Beverly. I thank you because I know you're trying to keep me safe, but right now that is no longer helpful for me. Right now I choose to listen to a different voice and then listen to the more powerful version. You can also name that if you want. Mine's Athena. I don't know why that, but yeah. <laughs> That's very powerful, like goddess Athena. Goddess, like, yeah, it just came up. But yeah, so just start to speak to yourself in a kinder, more compassionate way and just know that you, that voice is not you and just begin to disassociate it from you. That's a really simple thing you can start doing. Just practice it, see what happens and let me know. I'm, I'm interested. I think people forget the start of any mindset work is awareness. So yeah. if you don't know what you're starting off with, so even for the first few weeks, I'll tell clients, just notice, just notice yeah. what you think about money. Just notice what you think about visibility, whatever it is that we're working on. Because once you start to notice it and bring it into your awareness, that's how you can really make great change. Yeah. Awareness is the first point of change. Absolutely. And, and having awareness of that voice is going to be the, the way that you can actually let go of that. So Leslie, before I let you go, could you just please tell us the one book that you would recommend to any ambitious introvert that was looking to start or grow and scale their business? Yeah, I've just read, I've just finished an absolutely brilliant book. It's The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Dethmer. And yeah, it's a fantastic book. It's a, just a fantastic, fantastic book. I would highly recommend it to anybody. And I've jotted that down myself because I'd never heard of it. So that's going on my oh, list as well. Amazing. So all your contact details will be in the show notes for any listeners that want to reach out to you. But just for right now, where's the easiest place that they can connect with you? Yeah, on uh, Instagram. And my handle is I am Leslie Calvo. And yeah, just come and DM me. I'd love to speak to you. I'd love to connect with you. And if you'd like to, that guide about, um, yeah, the best time in the month to be doing things, accessing your monthly superpowers, then uh, just let me know. I could just send it over. Wonderful. Leslie, thank you for talking to me today. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.